0: It's good to be back from World Mandate down south this past weekend. Had a great time. Say a little bit more about that as we go. Um, I do want to make a quick announcement. Just, um, just uh, about, uh, just kind of where we're at financially. Uh, we're, we're a little behind right now at the start of the year here, and um, we are uh, in order to to kind of focus in on that. I want to just encourage everybody if, if you're. Tithe, if you're a part of the church, to tithe, be, be engaged financially with us, it's a big deal. And uh, we have added some new staff and it's a little bit of stretching for us, but in order to try to reach our city and to make a difference here. And as part of that, we're going to, because there's a need for focusing on the operational giving right now, we're going to hit pause on phase two of our building stuff that's going on right now. We'll come back to that in the summer or the fall, something like that. But we're hitting pause on that so that we can focus on on the more mission critical stuff right now for us as a church. We had uh, 60 to 70 youth in college uh, go. The, the girls are not back yet, but uh, had uh, f- from, from the youth, but uh, we had 67 college and youth go to World Mandate. And uh, that doesn't count the, the kids and the families that, went were, that were at the other site. We had over 100 people out of, out of our little group here go down there and uh, good time. Yeah. Um, yeah, they, I, I know they were having a good time, so I was having a good time. And uh, it will, uh, it will uh, challenge you to, to hear messages like we heard, and I will. You know, just um, want to highlight some of those things this morning. Also, a win for the children's ministry right now, I just found this out from the children's pastors, is that sixth grade girls are now leading a small group for the kids. So they're actually, the sixth grade have been raised up to help the, the smaller guys. Isn't that cool? So, big win there. Um, and uh, let's see. Uh, there, was a, there was something I was going to say. Sure. I forgot it. Doggone it. Okay, open your Bibles up, if you would, to Matthew 28, verse 18. Uh, we are getting near the end of this series on Back to the Future. We've talked about our personal lives and, you know, uh, in the future. We've talked about family and work. Last week we talked about church life. And today we're talking about our mission, you know, and years ago, long ago and far away, see the the, the text scrolling back up the screen, and uh, long ago and far away, we started a church called Christ Fellowship. We took a little trip and called it Christ Fellowship. It's from an early rap that we did. Uh, Sideways hats. There's about eight people that remember that. Uh, We had the, the CF rappers. Uh, that was me, but, uh, but, uh, you know, one of the things we did when we started the church, we said, what would it be like if we were missionaries? If we just were like beamed in here, we were up in grapevine at the time, if we were beamed in here as missionaries from Europe or Africa or wherever, what would we do to reach this culture? And that is such a liberating thing to do. You know, it gets us outside of our, our, our little box, you know, things always have to be this way. We always have to do it this way. You know, and I mean, we were making some big changes to try to start this whole thing. and get it going. And, uh, you know, it was a really liberating thing. And so we started actually because we asked those questions, we started joining Jesus on the mission. And uh, there's just nothing like it. There's nothing. In fact, it's an integral part of what it means to be a follower of Jesus. Now, you may go, really? And the, the, the deal is here's the here's the key thing is how you heard about Jesus, how you heard about the gospel is going to be a key part of whether or not you decide to join the mission or not. Because whether or not you heard the gospel, it could be like you heard the most simple, boiled down version. It could have been a track which is not untrue. Hey, do you want to go to heaven when you die? Jesus died for your sins. You can go to heaven when you die. That would be kind of just the most basic kind of presentation of the gospel but you know, Jesus said things like, "Come and follow me. Live your whole life in line with the way I'm living. Become like, become like me. Do the things I'm telling you to do. Help other people do those same things." It's a different kind of, you know, perspective. The way I like to illustrate it sometimes, if you flash that slide up, is the the gospel of my personal salvation is: Do you want to go to heaven? You, you receive the good news. I'm going to heaven. I'm going to heaven. Woo! I'm going to heaven. And then it's like, oh, wait a minute. Jesus actually wants us to live a life right now. So yes, we're going to heaven. And he wants us to live a life right now. He wants us to live life on mission with him. But if that's all we heard, then these other things like discipleship, life in the church, God's plan to redeem the whole world to make all things right. That'll seem like "Eh, that's optional. That's for like really serious people. That's for missionaries. That's for people that go to hard places and stuff. When the reality is Jesus is saying to all of us, come, follow me. You know, when he preaches the gospel, you know, he'd go out and he'd say, repent. The kingdom of heaven is here. Order your life in line with the reign of God. You know, where we do what he says. We find out what he wants us to do and we do it. Isn't that exciting? It's, you know, it really, even though you're like, wow, I don't know if I want somebody to tell me what to do it's the best life you could possibly live ever doing what Jesus wants us to do. It's where real joy is at. Flash that next slide. The reality is more like this. When we believe in Jesus, we are made to be a part of his people, Jew, Gentile, together, all one in Christ. And we together have a mission to impact the world. Okay. So when we moved the church, uh, down here, it, it took like 20 things for, I mean, it's a 25-mile move. We asked everybody to sell their homes and, and move down here with us. Ah, you're like, glad I wasn't part of the church then. <laughs> and <clears throat> but it's a part of our story. You know, had people move into Thailand and stuff, doing, you know, we've done church plants all over the place down through all these years and sent out hundreds of people to plant churches. And, uh, but back then we had a, a t- team going to Thailand. And we said, Hey, you may never move to Thailand, but will you sell your home, keep your same job, and move with us down to Fort Worth as missionaries to America and to Fort Worth? Isn't that great? Great. It gets me fired up on a mission kind of Sunday to think about it, you know, because a lot of people, you know, finally said yes, but it took some big things. I mean, the Lord was really speaking to us. One of the things that happened, you know, when you start getting out on the edge, that's when stuff happens. When you, in your own life, start following Jesus, what does Jesus want me to do? And get out on the edge with him and and obey him. That's where the action is. You know, if you're living a boring life, a boring, born, 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 like, yeah. Yeah, that'd be like Jason Bourne. And and now I'm kind of just off in somewhere. I'd reel it back in. If you're living a boring life, then what you want to do is find out what Jesus wants you to do and live this beautiful life that he's called us to live. So, when we were processing coming down here, you know, we had all these things the Lord was speaking to us. And one of them was uh, I was together one day with a bunch of uh, guys, and we were talking about this. Uh, there was a, a building for sale uh, down just, uh, it's, it's, it actually ended up being the building where we met for a long time, the Fort Worth Academy of Fine Arts over there on Hewland. But it was a church at the time, and it was for sale. And uh, a bunch of us were talking about it, and I forget what the the price tag was like, way beyond what we could do. But uh, I said, man, I'd love to see what it looked like on the inside. And this was back when digital cameras, I had a friend who had a digital camera, and he somehow got in the building, took a bunch of pictures, like, you know, just clandestine, said nobody ever stopped him, comes back, prints those things out, and within a couple hours showed me pictures of all of the inside of the building. There was about five or six of us sitting around. It was incredible. We were going, wow, this is unbelievable. But who has these couple million dollars we figured it would take to, to do it? And so we just, we were like, we were kind of excited about God, but said, okay, well, we can't do this. And, and so I, they left. There was four or five of them that left. And, and I turned around and I hit print. I was printing a sermon. I had just finished writing a sermon. And I hit print, and the printer jammed. It goes, just paper, just crunching all up. Remember when printers used to do that? They don't do it as much anymore. We don't even print that stuff. As, we don't print paper as much anymore. Remember the paper was all connected? Oh, that's right. It had, the, it had the ends on it. Remember that? So anyway, back in the day, there was this, the printers had these little uh, printers, <laughs> printers. had these little holes on the side, you know, and you tore it off after you printed the paper out. Okay. So it all jams up in there. And I'm like, man. And I open the printer up and start pulling out these pieces. Pulling out all these little pieces. And I realized at one point there's gigantic font on top of smeared ink. And, and, and so I put, put a bunch in the trash. And I pulled it all. And it's accordion style. And I pulled it all out. And I put the different pieces together. And I promise you, it said on top of smeared ink and 24-point font, or just big tall font. It said, anything is possible with an exclamation point. Right after we just said, Who can we do this? Can we go down here? Is this him? and on smearing, and I could not reproduce what happened that day on my printer. Anything is possible. And it just became like, if you'll follow me, anything's possible. Into the mission that He's calling us into. This is life with Jesus. It's it's a it's it's pretty awesome. And so Jesus says at the end of uh, Matthew chapter 28, verse 18, this is called the Great Commission that he's inviting us into. Therefore, all authority in heaven, all authority in heaven and on earth has been given to me. Therefore, go and make disciples of all nations, baptizing them in the name of the Father and of the Son and of the Holy Spirit and teaching them to obey everything I have commanded you. And surely I'm with you always to the very end of the age. And so this, this past weekend, we've been challenged again. My heart's been renewed again, just being with my brothers and sisters uh, down at the, at the student missions conference, man, it was, it was uh, wonderful. And we heard this challenge again and again to obey, to follow, to make disciples. Basically, all the gospels kind of end that way. Mark has a challenge, Luke has a challenge, John ends with kind of the, the greatest of the great commissions in a way because he says, as the Father sent me, I'm sending you. In the same way that the Father sent Jesus, He's sending us. Acts chapter 1 verse 8 starts off the same way. You know, you're going to be my witnesses in Jerusalem right where you're at. In Fort Worth, this is our Jerusalem. In Judea and Samaria, kind of as we expand out around here and then to the ends of the earth. That's our call. That's everybody's call. We are the ends of the earth from Jerusalem. And the ends of the earth is somewhere else for us. Does that make sense? We, get, we all get to be a part of this. And if you read the story, if you look on ahead, this gospel of the kingdom is going to be preached to the ends of the earth. You know, that this is what we're a part of. We get to participate in this thing. And when you read John's Revelation, Revelation chapter 5, 9 and 10, gathered around the throne is every tribe and language and nation and tongue. And we want to be a part of seeing that, that group populated. You know, we get to participate in this. It's wonderful good news. It's a wonderful mission that we're a part of. And that's a part of our future as we move into the days ahead, but you know what sometimes it's hard in our culture, right? Couple, of... I mean it, it, there ever run across somebody that really didn 't want to hear that's and, and some of it is the way the message gets uh, gets mixed up sometimes, or what people hear or sound bites from. Democrats and Republicans kind of going at each other. And so that's the Christian message, right? You know, that's one of the things about politics. It's so hard. Just everything gets like late, just gets truncated into two camps and you don't get creativity and conversation and it all has to line up here or here and you don't get to be Jesus out loud in front of people. You know, another huge thing that's happening is we've got so many different influences and things that are in uh, just happening right now in terms of breadth of culture uh, another thing would be just the fact that what's happening right now we're living in the middle of a revolution with words i mean print we're moving from print to electronic media just as the normal deal. Now, that's my sermon on there but it could be a zillion other things right all just words 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 just we're we're bombarded and words are getting flattened out so that it's hard to understand what words mean because they're happening at us to us on us in our face so much that uh you know god messages the word about jesus kind of gets pushed out flattened out pushed out even though it's more important than any other word it's pushed over here to the side you know it just blends in with You know, and part of it's the way even we get news. You know, there's a terrorist attack over here, and and Justin Bieber's upset about something. And you see what I'm saying? It's just like, uh, what's important? God's Word has always impacted the world. His Word, He spoke it into existence. God's Word and the world go together. Jesus comes, he is the incarnation of God in the flesh. He is God's word and he changes the world. He he brings the beginnings of a new creation to the world. And even though things are getting flattened out, and even though it's hard to have these conversations, more than ever, more than ever, 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 God is calling us to be people, not just that speak with words, but that live out the life of Jesus in front of people so that people can actually see it. So that it goes beyond just, just what I'm saying. And I, I need to use my mouth. But it's we need to live it. Um, that's what he's calling us to do, the incarnational living of, of us. Um, you know, if we'd have stayed in Grapevine all those years ago, guess what we couldn't be doing right now in Fort Worth? Living this way, you know, in the midst of Fort Worth, you know how many lives? Eternity changed. People married that weren't going to be married. Babies born. Just it's it's bizarre when you start thinking about all of the all of those things like that because we're here. Because we're living in this city on this mission, it's gonna change the future. Our future is different because of the God, the the calling that God has on us. Is this making sense? So Let me just say this main thing like this and I'll make a couple points. Jesus calls us to more and more of his life, more and more of his life so that we can share him in the midst of the world around us. That's what we want to do. And so more and more of him is a word for us as a movement. More and more more of Jesus is the way Jimmy was expressing that to us in the leaders gathering the other day. Is that the word for the Antioch movement is more of Jesus. And we're part of this church planting movement that's touching the world. And Hebrews chapter 12, verses 1 and 2, if you want to turn over there, is uh, kind of the, the basis of what we're looking at for five or 10 minutes here. Hebrews chapter 12, 1 and 2. I'll read it. Therefore, since we are surrounded by such a great cloud of witnesses, Okay, so great word about we need to see Jesus. We need to fix our eyes on Jesus. There's things we need to throw off, and I want to really focus on that. You know, this—that's uh, not a new message for us, but—but—but but, uh, but in a in a new way. What we really need is more of Jesus. No matter what, no matter what the situation is, I'm having this relational difficulty. What you need is more more of Jesus. I'm struggling in this part of my life, my marriage or or whatever. What I need is more of Jesus. And when I get more of Jesus, when I experience more of Jesus, there's enough. You know, there's enough. I'm, you know, even just personally, just coming in this morning, it's been a long it's been a long week, it's been a long uh, little season here and just worshiping and finding God, finding Jesus, more of him in the midst of what I'm going through, it changes everything. Thank you Jonathan. For leading worship. Thank you, Marsha Ashabraner, for just just smiling and worship. I love it, man. I love it. You know, and if you guys knew Marsha's story, just I just I always think about that. We've come so far in the Lord together. 26 years of walking together. It's amazing, you know? So we want to be, uh, just, we want more of Jesus this year. And so we're going to be doing a bunch of intentional things. I'm going to give extra focus to formation, how we're actually formed. Did you know that the first place that you have authority to reign and rule and to represent Jesus, where's that first place in your life? It's you, it's your body, not just your thoughts. I'm going to think God thoughts and then I'll be God like, you know, be like Jesus. Um, You know, it's I actually have to do stuff. So spiritual disciplines are important. We think giving up stuff, bummer. I want to I want to set some joy before you through trials. We go through hard things with joy that's before us. You know, uh, there's disciplines of abstinence like solitude or silence or fasting. I mean. I don't know anybody that gets super excited about fasting, but, but we're going to talk about prayer and fasting this year and emphasize it more because it's like good stuff happens when I set aside something that I normally do in order to press into Jesus. I mean, the church has known that historically. Jesus practiced that. You know, these are, uh, these are good things for us to be thinking about. Disciplines of engagement, studying the Bible, spending time with Jesus in the morning, devotional life, worship you know what do you do when you don't feel like worshiping you come in here on a sunday do you just sit and kind of look around and you know do a four and a half five five and a half card six guitar solo six and a half or do you just go ahead and jump in with god and even though i don't feel like it sometimes i'm going to praise you lord and the good stuff starts happening it's amazing how many Sundays I'm struggling or whatever and I'll just, I worship and bam, you know, it's, it's, a, it, it's a discipline of engagement that I'm going to press in every single Sunday, even when I don't feel like it. I'm going to press in morning by morning, even when I don't feel like it and say, Jesus, you're my life. You're my Lord. You're my all. Discipleship would be a discipline of, of engagement. Um, serving other people. We can talk more about that as, as the year goes on. But in the next series that we're going to do in a couple of weeks is going to be on Lent. Never, I've never done a Lent series, like the full thing, you know. But Lent is a time when we give up something in order to press in to the Lord. And there's lots of things that we need to be in conversation about. It could be food, or but it could be media. Or it could be words that are not helpful. Thoughts that aren't helpful Things we need to let go of. We're going to talk about that some more, even just right now in a minute. But uh, there's there's some there, there's there, there's uh, this this fall the Christ the, the training school. It's going to be a big emphasis for us, and we're going to have big class and all that. But but there's some of this stuff we want to see lived out in our midst. Uh, um, Paul talks in First Timothy chapter four verse seven. He uses the word, uh, tra- he says, train yourselves for a godly, to live a, a godly life. And the word for train is uh, gymnazo in Greek. It's where we get the word, can you hear it? Gym- gymnasium. So it's, it's training. You know, and so, so uh, you can tell, like, I'm just probably like really in shape and everything, uh, all that. And uh, I'm, I'm kidding, I feel old this morning. <laughs> But if I never, and I don't, I'm going to do an exercise that I don't do, um, is my knees. But if, if, if I don't do this and then I go up to the club and start doing that thing, guess what's going to be really sore right back here if I haven't been doing that? And in the same way, if I'm not training myself to hear Jesus and training myself to do what he says, it's like, eh, you know, I, I listen, but I'm out of shape. The Lord wants us training to get in shape so that we can hear what He says and respond to Him. I mean that's in the end, man, I mean that's living. What was it? Jim said? He wants on his epitaph, Jim Yost, down there. He, he heard and obeyed Jesus, or something, just something like that. That's a good that's a good epitaph. Um, I mean, you know, I, I've said it for years, for nearly 30 years, he served God's purpose, and then he died. That's what I want. That's a good one. Acts 13, 36. You know, there's something about us uh, living. Second point, I, I'm just, if you want to write it in uh, on the blank, uh, I'm kind of already in it. But uh, is in the midst of living uh, more of Jesus in the midst of life, in the midst of our lives. And part of it, it's one thing that's good for us to do is to have a sense of the brevity of life that we're not going to live forever. Uh, I liked uh, Jim Yost again last night. He had a shirt. It, it, says, uh, it says his kind of mantra is, life is short. And that's all it says. Life is short. Not, life is short, so don't they usually have something else connected to it? Not just life is short. <laughs> and uh, so life is short. And we have wisdom when we remember it. Part of wisdom coming into our lives is to know that life is short. You know, Psalm 90, verse 12. Give us a heart of wisdom. You know, teach us to number our days. Give us a heart of wisdom. And uh, so, uh, you know, living out loud, living with more and more of Jesus in the midst of our lives is uh, a calling that God's given us as a people, as a church, as a movement, um, as individual disciples. Uh, I got to. Interact with a couple of guys that was, you know, it was really impactful. Had some meals uh, with Bekele from Ethiopia, who is the vice president for church planting for uh, Campus Crusade for Christ. And I was sitting at a meal with him on Friday night and was listening to this guy talk. And, you know, he's since he took over and they started this crusade had never had a a church planting arm. And they just realized, hey, we need to plant. We're making we're leading people to Christ all over the world. And we need to start gathering those, and those people intentionally and helping them be a part of church life. And so Bekele takes over this thing about five years ago. In the five years since he took over, they've planted 60,000 churches. And, and you know, I mean, back a long time ago, the Lord spoke to me. I felt like he said I'd be a part of helping to plant a thousand churches. And I just sat there with tears in my eyes, listening to this guy blow my mind. You know, blow my mind. Where they just stories about evangelizing everybody in a whole city of three million people or like everybody got to hear. They had a plan, they worked it, and everybody didn't respond. I mean, they only had like 49,000 people give their lives to Jesus. <laughs> like, just, that's out of my mind, you know? I was like, I love that. You know, but 60, and I just had tears in my eyes. I was like, wow, Lord, thank you for letting me meet this super encouraging brother who's on the mission, that we're on mission together. You know, and there's hard stuff along the way. There is to join the Lord in what he's doing. There is, you know, he's for the joy set before him, he endured the cross, and he calls us to take up our cross and follow him. You know, and that's where I I just want to say it's not like, You could do it or not do it. I want to call us to it, but it's part of following Jesus. Hard stuff happens in the course of following Jesus. But there's joy in all of that. There's joy through that. There's joy on the other side of it. I wouldn't be where I'm at had I not gone through hard times. You know? And in our culture where you're constantly being bombarded with messages be safe, be comfortable, don't do anything hard, you know? get it 30 seconds is too long you know get this new dish in 15 seconds you know it's it's all of that stuff right go to the fast food place you know and just get kind of quonky. you know if 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 the line takes you know two three minutes or something what in the world you know it's fast food i want it want a minute not in four but there 's hard things out there when we do this, when we go this way, Jim Yost was telling us last night He's he 's had uh, malaria hundreds of times, and i 'd known that i 've known him for fifteen years and and uh, and there 's over ten thousand churches in their church planting movement right now, hard things, hard things happening, and had malaria over hundreds you know hundreds of times when he first went to Papua New Guinea. Um, he was uh, had to be flown out. He got m- malaria immediately. This pl- part of Papua New Guinea, where he's at, is the highest concentration of malaria in the world. So just jump on into that. <sighs> Whatever, how, how all <laughs> breathing in the mosquitoes, I guess you know, getting it. <laughs> and so he, within the first couple of weeks, flown out, and they said he's done. He's out of here. He comes back, gets malaria again, flown out. Comes back, gets malaria again, flown out. Gets malaria again, flown out. It's all of this over and over and over again. And the elders, they ended up reaching the entire tribe. Everybody, 100% comes to the Lord. And and he said, the elders told him later, he said, you know, we thought you were going to leave and not come back. We thought you were done. And, And because you kept coming back and kept coming back and kept coming back, we finally said, we must hear. We need to hear what this man has to say to us. That he keeps wanting to come back and share this certain message with us. We need to give it a hearing. And they did. And they gave their lives to the Lord. So for us, you know, it may not be malaria in Fort Worth in the West. You know, but what is it? What are the things that we have to go through in order to participate? What are the things that God's calling us to, to be willing to? To where we say yes in our hearts. And I think that's kind of the call today is will you let there be a yes in your heart for what God's calling us into? You know, just will you let there be a yes? And and so like the Hebrews passage says, we've got a race to run as Christ's fellowship and as disciples of Jesus, we're running a race. and But there's things that get on us from time to time. There's things that entangle us. There's sin that hinders us. There's stuff that gets in the way. And so a great question is, if we're going to participate fully, what are the things that need to go? Isn't that a great question? It seems like a great question. What? It's hard to j- jump in on that. Okay. Well, uh, so just what needs to go? You know, like, so in my, in my thinking, in my, is there stuff that needs to go? Am I, if I, am I holding on to some stuff? if something about my thinking that's tripping me up? You know, I can just... Being vulnerable here in my own world, I've thought that things were going to be a certain way for a long time. And I kept thinking things were going to be a a certain way, and it was hindering me in my running. I thought things were going to happen on a certain timetable. And and it's hindered me in my calling because I'm expecting it to look a certain way and to look a certain time and all of that. And God's just at peace fulfilling it in his time I'm, i guess i'm a little encouraged about paul you know he gets you're going to go to the nations you're going to go to the gentiles you're going to be my witness you know and i'm going to show you how much you must suffer for my name killer calling right 14 years later he leaves to go he gets sent out of antioch the church there in acts 11 to or Acts 13 is when it actually happens but he gets sent out 14 years later to go to the nations. And so, you know, I thought it was going to look a certain way. I, my rights, or I thought it needed to be in my kind of... Anybody understand what I'm saying? Yes. Um, so what is hindering us, you, us? How about fears? Fear of man? Anybody? Get a witness? <laughs> uh, fear of what other people think. That hinder us, you know. That's something that needs to go. And I'm just—I'm throwing these things out because we just want to respond to the Lord here. Uh, this, I'm kind of almost starting a ministry thing. Is just—we want to respond to the Lord. Is, is fear of man, fear of opinions of others, fear of family. You know, what's mom and dad think? If I'm, you know, going to follow Jesus like this. Fear of not being in control. Anybody? How about safety? United States of America, safety. You know, anybody seen the latest home defense? You know, those commercials. I mean, it's like it's, it's focused on making you fearful, right? Um, it's fearful stuff. Safety. What a comfort? Is that a hindrance that needs to be let go of. Um, so all these different things are possibilities. Um, is there? attitudes or words um you know no one's immune to this you guys uh we're all we're all um uh, i'll say this this is for everybody so it's not just i'm not just speaking to somebody that's going to be radical or something it's it's for all of us we all have to wrestle through what am i doing thinking saying what is my attitude or perspective that's like it's like stuff around my feet that's stopping me from running running the race and uh, what's out there in front of us is the joy of of knowing Jesus more and more of him our lives being changed other lives being impacted all of that is out there in front of us when we go this way so participating in the mission man there's nothing like it but there are some choices to make on that journey and I want to say man let's do it together Let's do it together. You know, at the end of the message last time in the first service, why don't everybody stand up? I don't want to get Kim to come and just share a little bit of her perspective coming out of the, the uh, just the end of the, uh, the, the conference there. Come on up. Band, ministry team.
1: Yeah, I, for some reason I was the Lord was encouraging me to speak in the first service about uh, my experience at World Mandate. And it started the night that we got there, and worship started. And when worship started, I'm, I'm hearing this beat that I'm not really used to. I think it's like techno pop, mm-hmm. <laughs> and I'm like, "Wait, what is, what is that?
0: Electronic. Is that worship music?
1: Yeah, electronic. It's like this beat that, you know. And I could feel myself go, well, "That's not. That's not how it's supposed to be, you know." And and I. I had to kind of wrestle through that a little bit. And I look around and there's all these kids, like over a thousand kids. And they're dancing and jumping and twirling and loving it, you know. And I hear the Lord very kindly and gently say, stop it. Join me. Join me, you know. And I realized that my heart in that moment had a choice to be frumpy and old. Or I could jump in and rekindle that youthful spirit, you know, that I am familiar yeah. with, yeah. that I was familiar with. And um, and so I looked at Jamie, I think he was kind of maybe thinking the same, you know, there was a lot of things that were different. It was in several venues, you know, and it, I mean, I could have spent the whole time going, this is not the way it's supposed to be. This is really different, you know, but instead we looked at each other and we started jumping and worshiping and twirling, you know. <laughs> And in that, in that, what God did was he really did start to rekindle this thing that I had heard and felt before. You know, that youthful fire, that youthful zeal, believing that God, anything is possible, that he really is who he says he is, and that he has a call for us. And the deal on, on uh, Jim's shirt was actually life is too short. So he ha- has this T-shirt that he wears around. It says life is too short. And when people ask him about it, uh, he says, yeah, uh, the majority of people, when they get to the end of their life, they have regrets. Life has been too short for mm-hmm. them. Yeah. There's regrets. And he's like, I want to live a life of no regrets. And that kind of life is the life that follows God, that hears God and obeys him. Then there will be no regrets. You'll be in the adventure. You won't be bored. You'll be mature. You won't be immature. You know, you'll be, you'll be experiencing the real life. You'll be actually living in reality, you know, and seeing the things that God's wanting us to see, experiencing the things he's wanting us to experience, the miracles, the healings, the salvations, the freedoms, the growth, you know, in our own self and in other people, you know. And so that's what we want to bring and all these, all these kids, everybody that was there I think inside they're going, yes, that's what I want this church to be like. That's what I want my parents to be like. That's what I want my friends to be like. People that believe anything yeah. is possible with God. People that are really tuned in to hearing his voice. Yeah. You know, practicing it, practicing it, practicing it. So that when he tells you something, you actually get to do it. He doesn't have to go to someone else and ask them to do it. You get to, you get to participate. Yeah. You know, and it's so cute. yeah, so if there's things hindering us from that, man, if anybody was is like me and had that felt the, the tinges of a frumpy heart <laughs> you know, if you're if you're struggling with that, things are I don't like the way things are, there's change, I don't like blah 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 don't be an old person. I am not going to be an old person at 50. Don't be an old person at 40. Don't be an old person at 30 or at 70. Don't be old. Be young in the Lord. Be that. Have that youthful spirit. If you need to drop that off, come forward. Drop it. Just say, Lord, I don't want it anymore. Give me that youthful fire again. Yeah. Give me that energy. If comfort, you know, if comfort is a problem, you know, Jimmy said we all cycle in and out of just wanting to be comfortable. Life can be hard. You know, life is hard. You know, and sometimes we gravitate after those hard issues to be comfortable. You know, if that's an issue, drop that off.
0: Awesome. I don't know. No, you're doing great. You're, You're preaching. That's awesome. Okay. So... So here's what we want to do. We want to say yes to God. That's it. We're saying yes to God. We want to stuff off of us saying yes to God. And, and today it's going to be a little different. We're just going to say, if you, this is hitting you, then we want you to respond. And there's going to be too many people coming to, uh, for everybody to get prayer, but we'll walk around and lay hands on people's shoulders. But just, just if you're here, if you're sensing like yes, then just come up here. This is like an altar for this song. And then we'll dismiss, and we'll take off in four or five minutes here. But let's press in right now. This is for you. You just want to say yes. Youth and college, you guys lead the way. Come on, let's go for it. We love you, Jesus. We want you, Lord. Change our hearts, lives, minds. We want to follow you, Lord. Amen.